Oh, Father God, never has love come to earth the way it did that first Christmas. Oh, what love that you have for us that Jesus would come and he'd, he'd empty himself of, of all his glory. and He'd become one of us so that we could become a part of your family. Oh, Father God, we ask that you would send the spirit of Jesus into this room with such power tonight that there would not be one heart, not one, that could leave here tonight not knowing the power and the significance of your love. A love that gives us your name. A love that gives us your life. A love that adopts us into your family. God, come and fill our broken hearts. Come and fill our, our cold and sinful hearts. Come and fill our doubting hearts. Come and fill our skeptical hearts. Come and fill our hearts with your love so that we can know the joy of your love, the joy that's changed the world. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. This Christmas season, we as a church family have been trying to uh, unpack the significance of Christmas. And we've been looking at this passage that you'll find in your bulletin, this passage in Galatians 4, 4 through 7. Because as we really start to unwrap that passage, we see that amazingly it tells us the hows. And it tells us the whys of Christmas. This amazing story that it's truly changed the world. Because it tells us the how, that in the fullness of time, God would send forth his son. When, when time was right, when it was just the, the perfect time of history, God would send forth his only son. Born of a woman. Interesting. Born of that virgin Mary. So he could be the sinless, holy son of God. So he could be the perfect, pure son of man. Born under the law. The lawgiver becomes the law keeper. The one who would come and submit himself, humble himself to all of the requirements of the law. Why? Why would God come at the fullness of time? Why would God be born of a woman? Why would God submit himself to the yoke of the law? Why? To rescue us, it says. Why? To redeem us. There's more than that. Not just to rescue us, not to redeem us, but it says to adopt us. To make us a part of his family. There's more than that. It says not just to rescue us. Not just to adopt us. Not just to make us his sons and daughters. But to, to make us his heirs. This is what it's saying. Everything that God owns is God. And everything that Jesus earned as the obedient son of God. All of that, he says, now, because of my love, now you can be my sons, now you can be my heirs. I freely, I willingly, I joyfully give you all things. It's a Christmas story. It's this, is God's only begotten son became one of us so that we could become one of God's sons and daughters. That's good news. That is great joy. God with us, Emmanuel, so we could be a part of God's family. How is it with you today? Are you here with family? Or is your family far away? 
Are you here with a full heart because your family is all here and everybody's doing well? Are you here with a broken heart because your family is not whole? See, the good news of Christmas, it's all about family. No, no, no. Not yours. Not mine. His. God would send forth His Son to come and make us part of His family. So, so that this, so that one day, one day, all of His children will be home for Christmas. On December 18th, 1996, a person that we know as Kena Jones was born in Nanning, China and placed under orphanage care and placed into a foster home. Two and a half years later, on July 4th, 1999, fittingly, Independence Day, Jimmy and Brenda Jones finalized the adoption process for their daughter and brought her home. Two and a half years, thousands of miles, Jimmy and Brenda had a brand new daughter, Alan and Kelly had a new sister, and the Orangewood family had a new covenant child named Kena Jones. She would grow up to say, I look like Elvis. Don't really think so ever since my baby left me. I don't know. But isn't it amazing how far a father would go? Listen, how far a father would go to adopt a child into this family? That's the Christmas story. The Christmas story is how far God would go How far, at what length, at what cost, God would go to adopt you and me into his family. We're going to look at three things. The first of all is this. The significance of the father sending his son to rescue us. Right in that Galatians 4.4 it says that God sent forth his son into this world to make you and me a part of his family. But you know what? The father knew this. He knew it would cost his only begotten son his very life. What loving father, what loving father would send their son on a rescue mission knowing it would cost the son's life? Let me ask you this question. What in the world would be worth sacrificing your son, your daughter, your spouse, your best friend for? What in this world would be worth that sacrifice? I gotta tell you, for me, I can't think of anything. Sacrificing my son for this world? So what would be so worth it that the father would know that his son was gonna die, that he was gonna send his son anyway? What could be worth it? You. Me. Scripture tells us that God so loved this world. Crazy, isn't it? God so loved this world that he sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in him, we shall not die. We shall have everlasting life. God sent his only begotten son so that we could be a part of his family. What was the most expensive present you bought this year? Are you just dreading your, your, your bill coming in January? What's, what's the most expensive present? Let me ask you, who is it for? Who did you buy your most expensive present for? I bet you it will tell you how they stand in your heart. 
The most expensive presents we buy are the most precious ones in our lives, our loved ones. My kids in between service said, who'd you spend the most on? My wife. (laughs) Not even close. You see, there's a correlation between what you're willing to spend and the worth of one you're giving it to. Do you get this? Do you hear what God, the Father, was willing to spend for you and for me? His only son. His only son to come and rescue us. That's so telling. What a loving father. Heard a story again. I've heard this once before. I was with my friend John, and he reminded me of this story that he and his family, um, on the year that their mom had passed away, went on Christmas Eve day to go get a tree for their father. Father was sad. He was missing uh, the first Christmas without his wife being there. He'd done no decorating. And so the family is looking and said, okay, we got to go buy a tree for dad. We got to go put it up. We got to bring a little Christmas cheer. So they went to a lot. They went to a lot on Christmas Eve day. You can figure what's left. Charlie Brown trees probably, right, uh, on that last moment. But they went and they got there and there was a table uh, that you usually could find someone that's there. The lights were on, but there was no one to be found. So they just went through the lot and they picked through the trees. They finally found the one they had for dad. They brought it back. They put it down. They're looking around. No one here. So they said, well, let's get some shopping done. We got a couple more things to get. We'll come back. We'll put it off to the side. We'll come back. A few hours later, they come back. The tree's there. They get it looking around. No one there. Well, here comes a car. Oh, good. Finally, there's somebody here. There's somebody coming. And the person jumps out of the car. It's, it's an older couple and uh, jumps out of the car. And the lady who's there assumes that my friend John works at the place. Hey, sir, can you hold up that tree for me? He's like, okay. No, 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 no. How about this one? No, 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 no. He's, he's holding up all these trees. And eventually they say, that's it. That's the one I want. So John takes the tree, puts it in the lady's trunk, buds it all up. And the lady's fumbling through her purse. She says, sir, what do I owe you for this tree? He said, ma'am, absolutely nothing. Merry Christmas. My friend's a thief. (laughs) It cost him nothing. I mean, really, is that a good gift? A gift that costs you nothing is really not a gift. It's a token. God gave his only son so that we could be a part of his family. What an amazing love. Not only that, there's a significance of the son securing our adoption as sons. Jesus came to earth to fulfill all the requirements, all the legal requirements, all the lawyering, lawyering, if you will, for us, sinners like us, broken people like us, to be able to stand in a holy God's presence. More than that, Jesus came to fulfill all the legal requirements that God Almighty would require for us to be family members. Put himself under the law. And listen, he came to rescue us and make us part of the family, and he knew he was going to die. He knew that the cost would be for him to fulfill the law was to become a curse too. What in the world would Jesus love enough to come and rescue that would cost him his very life? You and me. What an amazing Savior we have. Scripture tells us that Jesus, uh, the writer of the book of Hebrews says that Jesus, he, he's He's not ashamed to call us his brothers. He's happy that we're a part of his family. I mean, he's the perfect son. We're the messes. But he came to make us beautiful too. And he says, that's my brother. 
that's my sister. I'm not ashamed to love them. I'm not ashamed to call them family members. I came to rescue them. I love my brothers and sisters so much. I bled for them. I gave everything so they could be a part of the family too. Is that good news? That's good news of great joy that Jesus would come to rescue us. And amazing, we're, we're sons and daughters now, today in Christ Jesus. If you know the Chiaros, Michael and Susie Chiaro, they've been waiting for a long time to adopt a child. I've been praying for them for a long time, saying, come on, God, they're such a great couple. And we hear that its son is coming. We hear that in April, they'll be able to adopt this child and then they will be able to be parents and they will have their son. But it's not like that for us today. Today, right here, today, on this Christmas Eve, we can be, we are in Christ Jesus, his sons today, now, for what Christ has done. That's such good news. Scripture says this, this is the third thing. Because you are sons, because the Father has elected you and adopted you, because the Son has come and he has secured your adoption, the Holy Spirit has been sent, God sent him into our hearts so that we can cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy. So this Christmas Eve, we could know the joy of the Father who would love us so much that he sent his Son to rescue us. We can know the love of the Son and our hearts can beat for him. We can cry out, Abba, Father. I want to tell you a story of Raja and Mary and their adopted baby, Adam. Sarah went to school at FSU. She went to got her undergree at FSU and she also got her nursing degree there. It was there that she met uh, the Shinglers, our own Larry and Mary Shingler. They kind of adopted her and became surrogate parents to her. It was also while she was at FSU that she started taking mission trips to India. And as she went to India and she was working uh, with the folks there, God was tugging on her heart saying, this is your calling, Sarah. This is where I'm calling you to come and to serve me. So after nursing school, Sarah went to India and she was working in an orphanage. As some of the older children would come in and need some help, some psychiatric help, uh, she knew of a Christian psychologist who worked not in her town, but in a close town nearby. And she would send these troubled orphan children to him to receive counseling and to hear the good news of a God who loves them. Well, pretty soon they started communicating on Skype. And through Skype and modern technology, they fell in love and Larry Shingler married him and became husband and wife. Well, interestingly, one day as Sarah was working in the orphanage, a child was brought in. A child who was brought in with a very uh, rare genetic disorder. Uh, This child was in very, very bad shape. No eyelids, no nose, a terrible cleft palate, webbing on his legs webbed together, many digits of the fingers and hands missing. In many ways, in very, very critical care. Unbelievably, the child had a good brain. The child had a strong heart. And many of the internal organs were in good shape. But the child needed desperate care. And sadly, the child was abandoned. You see, in a country like that, oftentimes they feel like it's a curse to receive a child like that. That somehow the gods are mad at them. And so they abandon this child. Sarah knew that God was calling her and calling Raja to this child, to love this child. Not just love it, but to really care for it. Not just care for it, but to adopt it. To call him Adam. 
and to bring them, bring him into their family. It would cost them so much. Adam had such needs. They'd have to fly from India and UNC uh, Charlotte, Chapel Hill. Uh, was a, a team of doctors agreed to help and plastic surgeons to come and try to give life, uh, try to give life to Adam and a, and a full and abundant life. And there's good news. It really looks like Adam has a good chance. What an amazing story of adoption. But here's the point. And here's the point of Christmas. Unless you see yourself is Adam. You don't understand God's love. Unless you see yourself as Adam, as one who, apart from the love of Christ, apart from being adopted in his family, having no hope, no hope of life. You know, we love to see ourselves as cute and cuddly to God, and somehow he was just so tickled and pleased that he would adopt us, pleased as punch that we would be a part of his family. You know that God doesn't need us, right? You know that God was self-sufficient in and of himself. And you know that we really are those atoms. We're helpless without them. We're deformed. Our, our sin has is, is deformed us. We need healing. We need cleansing. We need help. And it's going to cost God everything to help us. It's his son. You see, when we can see through the mind's eye of faith that, that we are that atom. We're that helpless baby that Jesus, a helpless baby, came to rescue. And he would love us enough to give everything so that we could be a part of the family. That's the Christmas miracle. God adopts hopeless Adams and he makes them his sons and daughters. That is the joy to the world that God has come How do we receive such a gift? How do we receive such a gift? By God's grace, through faith. Listen to what John 1, 12 says. But to all who receive him, to all who open up this incredible gift of God and receive him by God's grace through faith, all who believe in his name that Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Messiah, all who receive him, all who believe on his name, he says he gave them the right to become children of God. Today, now, God's children, just by believing, just by surrendering, just by loving. Don't miss the greatest gift of Christmas. It's the gift of adoption. It's the gift of family. It's the gift of his family. It cost the father everything. And he was willing to spend it on you and on me. Are you home for Christmas? I mean, not just home here, but are you home with God this Christmas? Is your rightful place in his family? Are you a part? If so, rejoice, rejoice. Jesus has come. Jesus has come so you and I could cry out, Abba, Father. Jesus has come so we can say to him, Brother, Jesus has come. So we could be a part of his family. Are you there? If the answer is no, then the greatest gift is before you today, this Christmas Eve. He says, believe, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Believe and live. 
John tells us about Jesus. He said, behold, the Lamb of God has come. He's the Lamb of God. He came to take away the sins of the world. Listen, Jesus came to take away everything that separated you and me from God. Jesus came to take away everything that kept us from being a part of his family. Jesus came to rescue you and me. Do you know him? Do you love him? Have you opened up that gift? Let us pray. Oh, Father God, joy to the world. Joy to the world that you have come. But God, you, just, you did more than just come and announce, hey, I'm here. Jesus, you came because the Father sent you on a mission to rescue the lost atoms of the world. To rescue the hopeless. To rescue the lifeless. To rescue us. And, and God, you did so much more than just find us. You've done so much more than just cleanse us. You've just done so much more than just love us. You've adopted us. You've opened up everything. You've opened up your heart. You say, I'm going to freely give you my name. Freely give you family connection. I'm going to make you an heir. Father, I pray that there's not one heart in here that will leave here not knowing the joy of your family. That by your grace, that even now, you would give those who don't know you the ability to open up this present. That they would believe that Jesus has come to rescue them. Confess their sins and embrace this gift of a Savior. And have the joy of your presence, your name, your family. That we could cry out, Abba, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this gift. And God, I pray that each one of us would be able to say joy to the world. The Lord has come, and I'm a part of his family. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.